It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. This is the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. It uh, is the Pisscast. Quite a long one today. We had some lengthy discussions on a couple of topics. Good yeah, discussions, I thought. Yep. Um, so I'll keep this quite short and we'll we'll get right to it. We got a heritage moment, of course, because it's Wednesday. A camping product you can buy that I was not aware of. We're going to try to help make the conservation areas a little more exciting because we recently said they're one of the more boring field trips that kids take. Yeah. Somebody took offense to that as well. I'm considering a tattoo. I have some ideas. Shauna has some ideas of her own. I do. <laughs> the most likable athletes. We're going to talk about Americans and which media outlets they trust. I wish we had the Canadian data for this, but I only have American data. Probably quite reflective of how Canadians feel, too. It's true. Things that are cool to hate or were once cool to hate and have come back around. My wife had an incident with someone in a parking lot just recently uh, and a pretty funny joke about the color of Shauna's skin after your out-of-context clip. <laughs> you know, I have skin other than on my ass, Shauna. <laughs> no. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A friend of the show, Kirsten, tagged me in a post and it was talking about people with pale skin. <laughs> It's a pretty funny tweet. Let Why me just... you? <laughs> because, well, I look like I'm allergic to the sun in the winter, okay? Now that it's summer, though, I do tend to tan, which is very strange for somebody yeah, who has skin. Yeah, you've got some is... good color right now. Yeah, 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 a little bit. I look more like a toasted marshmallow than... Like I'm allergic to the sun now, but here's the here's a regular the... marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, the, the regular marsh. Uh, here's the tweet, though. It says, every foundation that matches my skin color is called something like porcelain, ultra fair... <laughs> Ghostly young boy who is very sick. <laughs> Look at his skin. He is so sick. Or corpse of a woman from the 1800s <laughs> who died from being too pale. Oh, my God. Ghostly young boy who is very sick. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at him. He is so sick. <laughs> oh that's hilarious. Oh, my God. That's who so Who wrote funny. that joke? That's so I funny. I don't know, but we need, they need the credit for yeah. that. But uh, Kristen just wrote, this reminded me of you. She said, I also have Sobe's grocery bag tone bale of skin, so I hear you. But, oh, that's hilarious. I'm really happy that people see things related to pale skin, though, and they relate it to the show, and they send it on to us as yeah. well. That's good, yeah. Cause I, I know, I am, in the winter, I am out of the womb white, you know? like I Out am, of the You're out premature the baby white, Seriously. aren't you? Like, I look like the underbelly of a whale, okay? And, <laughs> I look. If you went glow bowling with me, I would blind you. You just bring me down there. You wouldn't be able to see anymore. Honestly, you look like Mr. Burns in the Alien episode of The Simpsons, just floating through the the bowling alley, glowing. They, they say not to stare directly at me. Okay, That's it's just like I work a warning. Oh I work my across god! Across from a ghost, the young boy who's so sick. Look at his skin. Oh my, oh god. my god! He's, he's so, so sick. sick. podcast. My wife McKenna was at Costco the other day, and she was in the parking lot, pulled in, and saw someone who was backing up. So she threw on her signal light and waited to take this person's spot because you know how crazy the Costco parking lot can get. Yeah. And she said, as this person pulled out, someone came from the other side and slipped in and stole her spot. 
ganked it after she had been sitting there with her signal light on waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Disrespect. That is not, no. And that'll chap your ass. That'll, that's uh, a real well, ass chapper. And there's no law against it, but it's pretty unanimously agreed upon. You just that don't you, do that. You don't do that. Also some, to do that and then to face the person after, like, you've got some balls. Well, that, this is where the story gets really funny because McKenna was so mad. She waited there and rolled down her window and the guy got out of the, the car and he, she was like, what, like, what the hell? I, I was waiting for that spot. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Would you like me to move? And she's like, well, no. (laughs) And then just drove away. Man. (laughs) Well, good for her, first of all, for approaching him. Because I I normally would just probably drive away. I would too. But she's crazy. She loves those confrontations. But then he, yeah. Huh. <laughs> what do and you do in just, that case? Yeah, do you want to... You say yes, I guess? like. But then you seem so petty. I know, that's it. I he, wouldn't say yes. I'd be like, never mind. He, Damn. He killed her with kindness. because she did. was She was expecting him to like match her mm-hmm. her energy, her yep. anger, and then when he didn't, it totally caught her off guard. Oh, damn. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Would you like me to move? No. No. <laughs> and then you feel like an idiot for getting yep. mad about it, even though he was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. He's it's, a- that, that's kind of like, though, when you know somebody does something stupid on the road, but then they apologize after. If they give you the wave after right. or acknowledge they do something stupid, and I'm, I'll be infuriated. <laughs> and then they give you the wave. You're like, just kidding. I'm yeah. totally fine. Uh, like, I will sheepish be, little wave. Yeah, like about to blow my top. And <laughs> then they give that just little tiny, Ooh, I'm little, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. wave. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I'm that totally little, fine now. My bad. Yeah, as long as you gave me the wave. For, and then I smile back. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Do it again. No, Cut yeah, me off you know again, what? please. Actually, that's totally okay. It's weird how you can go from one to the other completely that quickly. Uh, this is similar to that. Yeah. Maybe these people, it's exactly like that. Maybe these people are manipulative masterminds. Maybe they're just, you know, pinballing through the world and they're an absolute menace everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. But they know yeah. that if they disarm you, if they come off so nice afterward, after wronging you, that people typically, you know, especially around here, people will... Yeah. Yeah, they'll the, cool off quickly the odd time I've been a jackass on the road and somebody has like been mad at me and mm-hmm. I I notice it right away or whatever and I give the wave I'll do the biggest wave ever just to really make sure they see it like I'll open my sunroof and wave wildly up above just to make sure they see it and then I'm like you can't be mad now I'm sorry you can't be mad and they're no. like thank you yeah they're like oh it's gonna have a you. great day the Beckler and Shauna podcast I don't know I was talking about Coldplay yesterday but a friend was like I hate Coldplay and I was like why do you hate Coldplay play it's funny though because Coldplay was one of those bands that was cool to hate for a while mm-hmm. you know what I mean like and I always find that a very strange trend and it's something that uh, a lot of things have gone through the whole quote-unquote cool to hate it trend you know what I mean yep why is that a, why well, is that cold, a thing the Coldplay one I think a lot of the responsibility rests with that joke from 40 year old virgin what was the joke Where again? Where he said, you know how I know you're gay? You like Coldplay. That's back okay. when people were still making jokes like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Is that really where that originated? I think that had a big a big part to play in, in Coldplay's... Yeah. It got um, me thinking about the other trends of like cool to hate. And of course, probably the biggest one would be the, the Nickelback thing. Right. And we... We played on that as a station a early on as well, for, for sure, sure, with the no Nickelback guarantee. But that was one of those other ones that people were just like, no, I hate them. And it's, it's funny. It's cool to hate them. It's kind of swung back the other way now. Yeah. Where people are like proudly fans of Nickelback. And I don't know if it's ironic or... I don't know. Earnest, but... Yeah. When I was in university, this is strange, but it was cool to hate light beer. 
Interesting. So any beer that was light in Ontario, it was nobody, you, you, you were made fun of essentially if you drank light beer. And I, it must have been to do with some marketing that like a high test beer did at the time to make that the thing. But it was funny because when I moved out to the prairies, that was not the case at all. So I would still be like laughing at people for drinking light beer and it was not, mm-hmm. they, everyone was drinking it. Like there was no uncool to drink light beer. So I'm not sure where that came from. Even as a country, we've done that. Like look down in the United States for supposedly having weaker beer than yeah. us. But if you look at the percentages, like it's really not it's comparable. that big of a difference. Totally. And also drink what you want to drink. I know. Right? Like, I know. But again, like how do these trends even start? It's weird to think about. I don't know. I thought of a, a few others. So my, it's always been that way with music. My dad said in the seventies, it was really cool to hate Grand Funk Railroad. Uh, Nobody would admit to being a Grand Funk Railroad fan. And yet here they are selling tons of records and yep. selling out. I remember so, somebody else mentioned a band and I forget what that was, but yeah, it's before my time, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's funny that it, it's always been a music thing. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Where you almost like define yourself by what you don't like as yep. opposed to what you do like. I mean, I know Justin Bieber and some of the pop, you know, artists have gone through that as well. Of and course. It's just like, yeah, that's just music snobbery there. But and often by people who are clearly not the target market for that music. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, like guy my age, you a Bieber. Dude. It's like, yeah, it's not for you, dude. Yeah. And even then, I like some of Bieber stuff now. I do too. I do um, too. I thought of a few from the world of comedy. Mm, okay. So... Especially like I, th- I find it interesting when something is really popular, but people will won't admit to liking it, or they they clearly did, and then they changed their mind. Or so. Oh, I know one of them. Yeah, Dane Cook. Yes. Dane, when when I was growing up, everybody loved Dane Cook. Everybody laughed at his stuff, and then all of a sudden, it wasn't cool to like Dane Cook, and nobody would admit to yeah, laughing at his old absolutely. jokes. And I was like, "You were laughing at that stuff. Don't the lie to me." You said comedy. I was like, "Dane Cook for sure." Yeah. The other one I'd say that. is Family Guy. We all really? loved Family Guy growing up, and then there was a period of time where people kind of rolled their eyes at Family Guy. I don't know if like the jokes had been played out or... I missed that. But, hmm. I never knew that it was uncool to... to maybe not uncool. Interesting. But, maybe but they weren't went as through willing a, to admit. Yeah. They went out of style for a little bit at least. It's funny. One of the other ones I thought of in this one, like CrossFit... Yeah, CrossFit went through a phase where a bunch of people were like, "Okay, it was it was huge for a while, and all of a sudden it was it was uncool to like CrossFit." You're right. You're right. Still kind of lingering, I think. But the people who are into it are really into it. But then there's a whole other category of people who I would include myself in there who like made fun of it a lot. It was very cool not to like Crocs. And I don't know why that came to be. Uh, The last one I thought of is Crocs, but I was like, I think it's just because they're really ugly. Like, I don't know if that's the, quite the same. They're freaking comfy, though. They, that's just it. Yeah. Although, me, I don't know. Would you say that that's part of the uncool to like? Because everybody always makes fun of Crocs. It's, yep. just, it's the butt of all the jokes right now. For sure. That's st- We're still deep in that one. Maybe eventually it'll come come back around, though, and everybody will love Crocs. If it hasn't already. It, it is starting. It has. It is starting. Did you see those Yeezy shoes that were just like a piece of foam? Yeah. That's basically a croc. It is. It's basically like an $800 easy croc. And actually, now that I think of it, I was in New York a couple weeks ago, and of course, the fashion mecca, and a lot of people were wearing crocs. So I bet you we're going to see that shift. It's going to be a big one. It all comes back around, doesn't it? sure does. And Shauna Podcast. I saw this chart recently that showed Americans and their trust in the media by political affiliation. So it went like media outlet by media outlet, how Democrats feel about it, how Republicans feel about it. Um, and yep. it was fairly interesting. I mean, there weren't too many surprises. It's kind of what you thought. Like, Democrats trust the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC. They distrust Fox News, OAN, and yep. vice versa for Republicans, right? Yeah. Um, there were a few that they were surprisingly close together on. Um, 
some of the the tabloids they seem to agree in like or were close together in their levels of trust like uh, the Washington Examiner the New York Post um, but the one that surprised me the most the outlet that Democrats and Republicans both trust the most is the Weather Channel <laughs> And it's pretty funny that it was even included on this That is funny. I mean, it makes sense, yeah, because it's, it's the weather. They don't really have an agenda. No. Other than telling you what, what the weather's the weather is. be. That's kind of the goal. And That's if, just it, yeah. If they did have an agenda, mm-hmm. I think that would be really stark and alarming, wouldn't it? Yeah. If it was like, oh, looking ahead to next week, we'll see a low-pressure system moving across the Midwest as the Democrats try to take your guns. Should bring highs in the mid-80s. Tomorrow, there's a heat warning in effect. Watch out for the Republicans' abortion stance. It will cool off this evening, and we'll see some relief. And then and then cooler temperatures by the weekend, but no relief from crushing student debt with so many Republicans in power. This weekend is looking balmy. The Democrats want to legalize more drugs and will be higher than hell at the time. Sunday, there's a chance of a thunderstorm, though. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I'm sure by now you've seen that hit that Matthew Kachuk took on Jack Eichel and my god I actually didn't see it I oh. haven't seen it it was bad yeah it, he just dummied him like it was looked it dirty? like a rag doll no it was just a really hard hit and insane and I saw that and I just cringed like a good clean hit I know ever since though the, you know Matthew Kachuk was against the Leafs I just every time I see him I'm like oh you little rat I, I hate little him too rat. He's what just, he did to the Bruins yes right <laughs> like it just every time I see him I'm like it just irks me but then it got me thinking he's one of the probably most hated players in the league. When he's not on your team. Yeah, Absolutely. when he's not on your team, Love for him if sure. he's playing for you. Yes, and there's lots of those. But then I was thinking, what are the most liked athletes right now? Who would be the most liked athletes? The opposite of that. As of right now. Are you like talking all sports? Athletes. All sports, why not? Okay. Just because it's a, an interesting discussion. Of course, it's up to everyone's preference is going to be sure. a bit different. But who would you say off the top of your head, if you could think of one? I would say... Uh, I could probably go sport by sport okay. in terms of the the big North American sports. I mean, I, the first mu- name that always comes to mind for hockey, at least, is Sidney Crosby, right? Yeah, he rubbed people the wrong way early in his career. He did. When he was young right. and kind of whiny. And I mean, he put up with a lot of crap when he was first in the league. He was mm-hmm. getting like sticked like crazy and stuff. But yep. He's really matured. Yes. And I think these days, most people would think quite highly of Yeah, the of perception of him now, especially. I mean, if you... If you won a gold medal for Canada in hockey, I feel like you're always yep. going to be at the top or <laughs> near the top, right? Yep. See, in hockey, I would say it's Patrice Bergeron. Mm. Because I think even people who hate the Bruins respect Patrice Bergeron. You're right. And that's strong. Yeah. If you can look at a team and be like, I hate all those guys except for him. It's funny because so. along that same vein, somebody like Ovi, right, is hated and loved all at the same time. But he's another guy who's just been around the league so long that... Yeah, and I would say he's polarizing because, yeah, totally. you know, he's lazy defensively and then there's the whole Russia thing and his yeah. connections to Putin and stuff. So I wouldn't say it's him. No, but that's Whereas, why he's very polarized. Like, he's kind of both. He's at the top for both. But yeah, polarizing. If we're talking most likable, I would... Yeah, Patrice yeah. Bergeron, he's okay. a veteran leader. He's, you know, he's got a lot of heart. He's never had any scandals. I don't even think he's ever been, like, fined or suspended. Just a good French Canadian kid out there. Mm. Um, he's he's on the Bruins though. I don't like that. And that is Mo- a point in his favor. Moving on. Um, who else would you put into conversation? Baseball. I would say it's Shohei Otani these days. Yes. Everybody loves Otani. It's just fun to watch someone who's the very best at what they do. Yeah. And Mike the fact Trout that, was up there for a while, yeah. and then now Otani has for sure eclipsed him. Mike Trout is a good. Seems like a good dude too. Yeah. But like Shohei might be the best athlete in the whole world, and he seems to be having a ton of fun doing it. Yeah. You know, and he's the kind of guy. He's not going to get into any trouble, right? Nope. You don't expect a Japanese ball player to to cause any issues. It's true. So yeah, 
Yeah, no. We, maybe him? Man, he would, he may be even all across sports, like be the most popular. Yep, he's a ton of fun. What about basketball? Basketball for me, it's Giannis. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I can't even really pronounce his last name, but he's got a great story. There's yeah. like clips of him all over the internet being great with fans and being just a good guy in interviews and stuff. And I think when you're with someone like him, when he's just so ridiculously athletic, but doesn't seem to have this big ego to go along with yeah. it. Yeah. Like that, that's bit, so likable. A bit biased, but Pascal Siakam I put up there too. And it's because after the, the Raptors run, yep. having like seeing him interviewed and again, just super, super polite and fun and kind of like joking around. And if you have a good sense of humor, I always find. And again, he's really good, but then kind of came and. And he's got a good story. He has a great came story from as well. Didn't start playing basketball till he was older. So yeah. So he's, but yeah. That's cool. I don't follow NFL football. But I I do like J.J. Watt a lot. Yeah. He seems like a good guy. And again, like athletic freak, but doesn't seem to carry the ego that goes with it. So. I, ha- I saw an interview that Patrick Mahomes did recently, and that made me really like him as well yeah. in the NFL. But uh, yeah, NFL's tough. I don't know. There's a lot of players. Again, if you have a bit of a sense of humor. You're going to rub some people the wrong way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And I mean, if you're a big personality, right? Yes. That's a problem. Some people will like that. Some won't. Yeah, big personalities. I, yeah, I think sometimes if you're a little bit more shy and you're really good at what you do, those humble. are the people that... Humble. That's the word. Humble. That's it. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Our producer, Fraser Manning, is in studio with us. You're a big, big sports fan. How would you answer this question? The most likable athletes. You can go sport by sport if you want to. Uh, the first one that jumps to mind would be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a single unlikable thing about the guy. He came yeah. from nothing has you know wonderful quotes all over the place and just plays with a passion i think and nobody I, i've never heard anybody say a bad word about the guy you mentioned that interview um what was the one it was the press conference after they lost out and he gave this great speech yes. about how about how he's a yeah. failure somebody basically asked him what does what it do you feel like the season is a failure and he went on this spur of the moment diatribe it wasn't something that he had written down about just how you know we we you know we it would only be a failure if we didn't do anything mm-hmm. and they yeah. they practiced they worked hard they made it to the playoffs so there's no real possible way that he could view it as a failure and I mean this is a guy who was selling fake sunglasses on the street <laughs> in Greece like 15 years ago I mean he came from nothing so yeah. I can only imagine that it would take a lot for this guy to think it was a failure well and it's were funny refugees right yeah yeah we just watched that movie about his life rise it's called it was good and it, it, I, I saw that interview and I forgot it was him and I was like yeah that was an amazing speech like that alone I was like oh yeah yeah, yeah you're right baseball might be it baseball's a tough one it's probably the sport I don't follow as much as the others Um, one name that jumped out to me would be Freddie Freeman and I think it's almost more from a player's perspective than a fan's perspective because you see he's most talking heads in sports will say he's the most liked guy on the field you see players stop at first base and they're acting like the best friends like they're (laughs) old college buddies and they've never really met before and he chats them up and they're laughing and joking and I think the fans really pick up on that and he was uh, a fan favorite in Atlanta. Jan messaged to Vladdy as another option. Yeah. Uh, which uh, somebody I was going to say, but we didn't get to him. Uh, and he's the same, right? He just jokes around and has, seems to have a good sense of humor and people like chatting with yep. him. So. Jovial fella. You yeah. probably get a different answer, right, if you ask players than asking fans, totally. right? Because we yeah. don't see what goes on in dressing rooms and nope. stuff. But uh, but that's a sport I can't... I, nobody really jumps out to me as, you know, I'm sure there's lots of, you know, players that do really charitable stuff and yep. Yep. it's not a sport that I necessarily follow, but... That's a name that kind of just jumped out. What do you follow most closely? 
Oh, uh, I'm a, I actually follow golf probably these okay. days more than more Who's than the most I do. Who's most likable golfer? We didn't have an answer for golf. No. I didn't bring golf up. Um, well, I mean, given what happened in the uh, the last couple of years with the whole Live PGA Tour, there's some people that you know Phil Mickelson was a pretty liked, well liked golfer until he went to the dark side and started taking money from the Saudis. taking money from yeah. the Saudis and saying a lot of. You know, questionable things and behaving in some questionable ways. Interesting. And hmm. Even a guy like Rory McElroy, who was probably at the top of the list, he's kind of he took the stance where he was defending the PGA Tour, and he kind of ruffled a few feathers because he got really political and ah, interesting. So, um, yeah, that's quite the uh, controversy in golf right now. It's changing. Yeah, uh, a lot of what people think of different players, and yeah, and I think if. Uh, there's that Netflix special that's coming out. The second season is going to be crazy because it's capturing all the live golf stuff. Full swing? Is that Full swing, yeah. yeah. Right. And um, if I were to base it on that, there's probably a lot of people who really like Joel Damon. Okay. Um, who's a lesser known golfer, but you just grew to love the guy. Hmm. Um, the same thing happened with Drive to Survive and Daniel Ricciardo in Formula One. He would for yeah. sure be the most liked Formula One driver, I think, to yeah. the point that even when he started to struggle, everyone was like, no, I'll give him another chance. You know, and, like, that, and he's one of those athletes where his smile probably wins him a lot of votes. Totally. Like, yeah. How can you dislike that smile? <laughs> hey, a genuine smile, go, that's huge for me. I was thinking even, I, I hate to say it, but going back to baseball, Mookie Betts, it's because of his oh. smile. Like He's just got this, this genuine look on his face. I'm like, ah, he just looks like such a likable guy. Yeah, he seems like a really good guy. But Daniel Cardo has wrong. the same. Yeah. Mookie Betts would be a good answer, too, for baseball. Duh. Hockey? That's that's a tougher one. Um, I would lean towards Sidney Crosby, and I think there's probably a lot of people who dislike him because you know people thought he was a diver and a mm-hmm. whiner, and sure, that's one thing, but there's, the guy really doesn't have a blemish on his record outside of the NHL. I mean, he's a pretty stand-up guy. He's... Especially, true. especially later years. Like, I mean, he's doing a lot of charitable stuff. He's in commercials. He's, you know, yeah. a little bit more likable. And with him, I was going to say, uh, part of it is maybe the adversity that he did face when people did think he was a diver and the fact that he stuck around and now, like, has kind of proven otherwise that almost and his works in his favor. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you think to be in the spotlight his entire life, as he has been, it, and have that kind of money and that kind of influence, it would be very easy to slip up. And he hasn't. And he hasn't. Yeah, because the the microscope was on him at, what, 14? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good answer. Um, I I liked your answer, Patrice Bergeron. I think that's probably a guy who would be up to the top. You you mentioned another name, too, if we were considering retired players, but, like, nobody has ever said a bad word about Jerome McGinley. No. 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 Yeah. Yeah, he's he's universally liked. Yeah. Yeah. I think tomorrow we're going to do Rats. We're going to do the least liked. <laughs> least liked that. That's <laughs> probably a longer list to go through. Well, it's so funny because, yeah, we, I was talking about the Kachuk hit on Eichel, and I just I saw it, and I was like cringed. I was just like, oh, he's such a rat. And then that was originally what we were yeah, going to talk about is the worst rats in the league. We'll do that Go tomorrow. to rats. And I think um, NFL-wise, I would want – J.J. Watt just retired. Right. Did so, he retire? I mentioned him, yes. too. I didn't know he just retired. Just stepped away from the game. He's a guy that I think would – be at the yeah. top of a lot of people's list, but I guess he's technically not active. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is growing on a lot of people. That's who Those were our two answers. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Especially because he kind of sounds a little bit like Kermit the Frog. Yes. <laughs> I, I was saying I saw an interview with him, and he, yeah, he endeared me to him even further, but he does sound a little bit like Kermit, which also adds to it. Everybody loves Kermit, so there yeah, you go. I'm mad at a guy who sounds like Kermit. Sure can't. Yeah. Not nope. at all. Hey, Manning, while you're here, are you familiar with Shane Holmes? 
Yes, I am. All right. So Shane Holmes is the sponsor of this podcast. Excellent. Did you know they offer affordable customization? I didn't. So if you're building a new house and you want to change things about the floor plan of that house, you can do it without spending a whole bunch of money. What would you put in your house, Manning, if, if money wasn't an issue? What would be like... Oh, that, I could go off the deep end could with you? that question. Yeah, please. Um, pizza oven. Is pizza oh, oven. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not necessarily one. in the house, like a big old... One of the old so, ones. So maybe, yeah. maybe that wouldn't fall under Shane Holmes' purview, but I think maybe if I do it inside, it would. Yep. Like, get a big old pizza I wonder oven. if they could do... A pizza oven An inside. actual pizza oven. I bet you could. That's a good answer. Yeah. It's a good answer. They could provide the space for it, for sure. ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build... The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I'm considering getting a tattoo, Shauna. I don't have any. Mm-hmm. I know you have a few. I do. I don't have any. Why are you? Why now? Well, I think my midlife crisis is sneaking up on me. I'm a bald, middle-aged white guy, and we get tattoos. Bald, lots of bald, yeah. middle-aged white guys have that, tattoos. Okay, yeah. What's, why is there some music playing on the background? Well, because it's going to be a Lord of the Rings tattoo, oh, and God I'm just God. trying to think of what I should get and wear on my body. So I was hoping you could have some input into this. Yeah, I'd get a baboon on your ass. <laughs> just to represent your eyes being too close together. Just That's the way to do it. We don't need Lord of the Rings music baboon for that. Baboon on my ass, Yeah, eh? that's a good one. Hmm. Aren't baboons famous for their asses? Yeah, exactly. A it's baboon kind of ass ironic. on my ass? There you go. Yeah, it's funny. Um, an old school microphone like every other radio person. Okay. Every yeah. radio person does have that tattoo. They do. Or a radio hat to represent your bald head. Actually, get, That'd be a, funny. get a radio hat tattooed on your head. There you go. <laughs> a head tattoo of a radio hat. Yeah, okay. we always laugh about how everybody I'm wears those paper asking boy. You. Yeah, you should. I you had should several have. options from the Tolkien legendary that I was going to go with. you because of this. I know. I don't want to get to the Lord of the Rings. If I keep talking, he won't say stamp, anything. A tramp stamp of... The old school radio with a radio hat on top of it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. A barbell tramp it? stamp. Yes, that would be great. The old school microphone wearing a radio, radio hat. Wearing a radio hat. On my lower back. On your lower mm. back. Yeah. There you go. I was thinking maybe Telperion and Laurelin. Barbed two, wire the two around your bicep. That's what you need. Okay. I was at the gym the other day and this guy reached into the locker beside me and he had the white tree of Gondor on his arm. And I said, the white tree of Gondor. Did he actually? Yeah. And, and you like, actually said that yeah. out loud to and him? And he said, nice catch. Oh. And then we were friends. Oh my God. So that would be cool. Yeah. No, I'm still thinking that the baboon in your ass is probably your best option. So I think the best idea you put forward was the old school microphone. With the radio hat radio on top hat. of it. That's As a tramp so stamp. Yeah, make that happen. Do I want my first tattoo to be a joke, though? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and where does that go on my body? Your ass. <laughs> you know, I have skin other than on my ass, Sean. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show, Anna, messaged us. Uh, she was catching up on an old podcast where, I don't know if you remember this, when we were talking about how one of the least fun school field trips was to the conservation areas. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. So she works <laughs> at a conservation area. Oh, no. And organizes field trips. Oh, no. It was so, a direct shot at her, wasn't it? I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry, Anna. We, we truly didn't mean to, to directly, you know, insult you. Uh, that being said, she was asking. She said, do we have any tips on how she could potentially make these trips more fun? Well, good for her for looking to improve the experience for the kids yeah. that are coming through. And I think I also said during that discussion that as a kid, I was bored at the conservation yes. area. Now I would love it. Totally. I would love for someone to explain to me all the cool things in the area. And I don't mean to, I, I know, like it's, 
they mean they meant well i just didn't really find it very exciting she also even said she's like we could even perhaps make it sexy really (laughs) and i was like okay well i mean i don't know if that would really benefit the children it might be a little bit inappropriate but we could definitely give it a go as well give that a go we should give her some real tips though i was thinking about this Mm -hmm. like what would make it more interesting because my boys are both very interested in the nature part of it when we go on hikes and stuff and anything i know about you know this plant or that they love to hear about that so they don't need but some kids would need a bit of yes a bit of a push right that, that was me yeah i need yeah. i need a bit of a push um i think if you can show any sort like when it comes to adaptations in nature like why this plant is the way it is why mm-hmm. this bug is camouflaged the way it is yeah anything like that or you know even though like I and think even stories like yeah about survival right it's yeah. camouflaged this way because this is going to attack it or this tends yes. to eat it like that kind of thing right make it a little more dramatic add some excitement to it yeah even and some more games mm-hmm. like there's like scavenger hunts and that kind of stuff it's just a way to add a, a little element of a game we used to play this game at camp actually and i forget what it was called but you'd get these tags and you kind of had to chase each other, but you had to pretend to be different animals uh, in the food chain. And if you were this animal, it would eat this. And like, that's kind of a good cool idea. way of teaching people the food chain style stuff too. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Also, there's this YouTube channel. My kids like Coyote Peterson is the guy's name. He's just like a nature guide. Yeah. And he lets all these different bugs bite him. See, that's And cool. they love that. So, yes. I mean, so Anna, let bugs bite you. You could let bugs bite you and yes. then watch to see what happens to mm-hmm. you afterward. That might work. That could work too. Or we could make it sexy we, we can could. make the conservation area sexy. sexy Ooh, this is a very sensitive and special area we have lots of rules about what you can do in here oh, <laughs> you can put your tadpole in my pond any day <laughs> we always used to look at the tadpoles that was a big part look at the tadpole i'm like enough tadpoles okay so pristine and unspoiled. Mm. The grass has never even been cut. <laughs> oh, that's my ecology spot. Mm. Yeah, now we're going to walk up the river, and if we're lucky, we might see some wet beavers at play. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Time me up, conservation officer. Use your food chains. Make it kinky. Mm. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Did you know they sell twelve-person tents? No. I was looking at tents the other day, and it's like two-person, four-person, six-person, eight, ten, twelve. It's like twelve people. That's too many masks in a tent, isn't it? To be fair, though, I mean, twelve really sleeps what four. Like the way that they do those, the number of people per tent thing, you're like, okay. I usually go right. two less. Yeah. Well, like our family has a six person tent and it's four of us sleep pretty comfortably in there with room to put our stuff. I feel like the bigger they go, though, the, the bigger the percentage of increase. So you have to downgrade it. But yeah, 12, that's excessive. That's crazy. Well, that is nuts. That's, that's a too many people tent. in a tent. Yeah. What do you need that for? Like, you're living so- there? Although, I mean, rent's expensive. So, <laughs> good point. <laughs> 12 good point. house. But, like, what situation wouldn't be improved by splitting that group into two, three, or even four tents, you if know, as opposed to one big tent? It was like a like a scout trip where everybody needs to be in the same tent? Yeah, or it's frigid and you just need all that body heat right up just close to one another, getting real cozy in there. Keeping each other warm with your bodies. You have, like, quintuplets or something. You have... <laughs> All of those children. Big Catholic family. Yeah, big, big, big Mormon one. family. This one is the Mormon tent. tent. Yes. 
Mormon tent. It's real popular in the Mormon areas of town. That's how they should. Yes. <laughs> That's how they should market it, hey? Yes, there's the two-person, like, the four-person, or the Mormon. The Mormon version. The Mormon tent. All you like that one? All those people like, breathing and sweating and farting in one tent all night. Oh, yeah, and you just gross. know there's going to be at least one out of the 12 who doesn't take cl- tent cleanliness as seriously as the rest do. Yeah. And they come tramping in with wet or muddy feet, and then now you're frigged for the rest of the trip because one of your 12 in the tent had dirty feet. No, he gets drunk, and he has to pee, and he misses the outside like way, and he's trying to do it from inside the tent and pees all over the tent. And there Good you news go. is that's not happening with the Mormons, you're right? Mar- he's not coming back drunk. This is... Big old Mormon tent. See, again, Mormon tent. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. With graduation time upon us, let's take a look at the oldest school in Calgary's history. St. Mary's is the oldest school still in operation in the city and is located at 111 18th Avenue Southwest, just across the river from MMP and just southeast of X929 in the area now known as Mission. Back then, however, this was not a part of Calgary, but a separate French area called Rolloville. Am I saying that right? Yep. St. Mary's School was founded in 1885 by a group of Catholic nuns known as the Faithful Companions of Jesus. The school began when Calgary was still a part of the Northwest Territories, on land donated by the well-known missionary father, Albert Lacombe. Yes, the man Lacombe, Alberta, was named after. He lent his newly built mission to the sisters to start the school, which is how the neighborhood of Mission got its name. The school started out in a two-story log cabin out of which the sisters also operated. Children from Calgary, Rolloville, and the surrounding communities all came to school at the log cabin. In 1909, the school was moved out of that old cabin and into its own building, at the time becoming the only building in Alberta solely designated as a Catholic school. From there, several other buildings were constructed as the school continued to grow. In 1908, the senior boys were moved out of St. Mary's and into their own school named St. Mary's School for Boys. The younger boys remained at the original building. However, the name was changed to St. Mary's School for Girls as it was mostly female. Other iterations of the school evolved through the years as Calgary continued to expand and change. Originally, the school was home to students from grade 1 all the way to grade 12. However, it now just serves students from grades 10 to 12. St. Mary's was actually the first Catholic school to receive full public financial support in Alberta and is a major part of the history of publicly funded Catholic education. It also now serves as a reminder of Calgary's history as a whole, predating the city itself. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca. And don't forget to Subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. In Turner Valley, there's a brewery called Far, and they brew a very special kind of beer. And it is. What's the joke here? Not a joke. It's just very cool. They have the official Star Trek beer. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube, stream it wherever you get your podcasts, or find it at x929.ca.